Hey, BWCers out there. This is your lovely Board with Comics podcast host, Isaac Allen, just reminding you to rate us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, give us five stars, even if you don't think that's what we deserve, because it is what we deserve, let's just face it, and follow us on Podbean, find us on Stitcher. Also, uh, most importantly, donate to us and subscribe to us on Patreon. We have a lot of equipment that we invested in. We're a fairly new podcast, so, you know, just trying to get a little help here to help pay off some of this equipment. Um, it's only $5 a month to get everything unlimited footage. That includes uh, video footage of clips that we find to be really hilarious. Um, that also includes the interview portion uh, that people on iTunes and uh, other platforms do not get. Um, and yeah, pretty soon we're going to start offering more stuff because we are officially booking the podcast studio at the comedy store so every episode will be done there we'll have lots of video angles video footage camera angles that will show you the actual board game uh kind of like world series of poker the way they do it and uh it's gonna be a lot of fun still using handheld mics and still uh keeping it loosey-goosey i'm really upset that i just said loosey-goosey but it's a sunny day i'm feeling good and everything's going uh well so donate to us on patreon five dollars a month you get all that stuff everything we're gonna we're gonna amp it up a little bit get some more stuff pretty soon we're gonna make the video footage available to everybody once we start streaming it and we're gonna make this a live podcast if you donate uh enough if we get enough donations i should say and enough subscribers on patreon uh we will eventually do a monthly live podcast live board with comics podcast in the belly room of the comedy store and uh you're all invited out to that whenever we do it but we just got to get the funds to do it and we'll be good to go I uh, hope you enjoy this uh, week's episode. Uh, we are playing Rummy Cube today, or I should say I am, Jess is out of town again, uh, with Whitney Cummings at the Tempe Improv, which is amazing. Uh, signing autographs and shit, it's awesome. Anyways, enjoy my guest Steve Simone. We're starting. Each player takes 14 tiles. Uh, my guest today is Steve Simone, and we're playing Rummy Cube. The remaining tiles form the pool. He's reading the instructions because I don't remember how to play this. Played it with Donovan last time, and I don't remember. So it says 14 tiles. 14 tiles. All right. And uh, Two. the strategy to this game, obviously, is like, you know, kinda, you kind of want to line them up in a certain and order. They have to be groups of four, Oops. right? Uh, I think three works also. Okay. <clears throat> and in Rummy Cube, so you can do um, One, two, three, four, five, four of the six, same number, regardless seven, of color, or you can do like a straight, like 11, 12, 13, 14, or, or 10, 9, 10, 11, mm. but they have to be the same color. Ten. So. Eleven. Yeah, nine. man. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Twelve. eight, nine. You said how many was it? Fifteen? Fourteen, Fourteen I think. So I've got one, seven on one. And then one, two, three, four. Oh, that's it for me. Thirteen. All right, all right. I can see what I'm doing here. Fourteen. Got it. Here we go. There is some strategy to this game that I'm not quite. I'm just glad we're hanging out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, been trying to do this for how many months now? Dude, like at least a month. It, it hasn't been too long. No, remember when you did it back in the main room? That was so long ago when you asked me. When I was doing the OR, yeah. yeah you know why we don't do it anymore? Because we got in trouble. Oh, that sucks. I didn't know that, like, that the whole comedy store was copyrighted. Like literally, the entire place is copyrighted. So that's I didn't know that's why they cracked down so much on photos and pictures and vid like videos and shit. Interesting. So we were just doing it in the OR because I figured hey, I'm a door guy, Jess is a door guy, yeah, and we could just kind of use just the space. Use the space during the day. No one's there. We yeah. do it after the AA meetings and stuff. So I was like, all right, it'll be fine. And uh, I knew bringing Thorin might be an issue just because I know Jess Scott's allergic, but there's never been a problem with it. Yeah. And uh, I never let him in the piano area. I just yeah. kind of let him over on the stage. But then uh, Eric came in once when it was like Eric Myers and Craig Conant, and we were playing. Oh, what the fuck were we playing? We were playing uh, some game, a version of Jenga called Stack the Carrots. Cool. Which was it? Where they were all carrot shaped, and there was a bunny on top of it, 
Dude, like that's a bunny block. And if you pulled something and it stayed, but the bunny fell over, then you had to take another piece from top and put it back in oh and then put the man. bunny back on top. And every time you stacked yours, you had to put the bunny on top of what was going on. Wow. It was like this weird. I was, I was joking that it was like Jenga. It's like you put Jenga in front of an autistic person and they were like, I can make this better. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds awesome. Dude, it was it was fun. And like Eric was damn near having a panic attack. He was just like, I'm really nervous about playing this right now. <laughs> but dude, it was it was a lot of fun. But anyways, and, and Eric Anderson came in in the middle of like us getting really happy and crazy with it. And he was just like, hey, what's going on here? And immediately the vibe was just like I sucked out of the room. Somebody has to be the grown up. It was a weird ending to the podcast. We were just like. Okay, Eric, we got it. All right, Mom's cool. here. And then I literally was like, uh, anyways, that's that's uh, that's it for Board with Comics. I don't really know who won. Uh, <laughs> but we played Stack the Carrots. And then uh, Craig was just like, yeah, this is awkward. <laughs> and then we ended the podcast. But um, I'm putting everything in order. For those of you listeners who don't know, Steve Simone is an amazing comedian. He's a paid regular at the Comedy Store. Uh, not only does he have a podcast called Good Times. Yeah, but we got to get you on it. Dude, I'm super down. That's the best way I found out. So I, uh, this guy David Smalley was on, and he's got a podcast called The Dogma Debate. I think I told you about it. He's like a hundred, over a hundred thousand subscribers. Wow! And he's got like six thousand patrons on Patreon. Good for and him. So yeah, and well, the problem right now is like he, you know he's supporting his family doing this, but then is like uh, a lot of people from the podcast One Network like pulled. I'm not gonna say too much about it. Uh, pulled his pulled a lot of his ads, so he's only got one ad, and that's oh, like that's where all the money comes from. Yeah. And so um, thank goodness for his Patreon people. Yeah, man. But even that's kind of slacking now. Like it's uh, it's not being able to, to fit the lifestyle. Yeah, he's doing. And yeah. he started doing comedy, too. And he's a really sweet guy. But he um, he was like the best way to get like your podcast out there isn't to just have like famous people on your no, podcast. It's podcast listeners. It's getting to other podcasts. And yeah. He was like, take your take what you do on yours and ask whoever you're doing the podcast for. Can I do like five minutes of just showing oh, dude, you like sure. what we do. So he was like, take your board games to other Pick podcasts. Pick your favorite game, and, I was like, and we'll play it on Good Times. Yeah, we'll just do like a little preview of it. And just yeah, be like, it's perfect. Um, but yeah, not only does Steve have a the podcast called Good Times, but he also rescued a dog that was lost and got it back to its owner. Yeah, that was incredible. And he brought it to the comedy store, got loved on. But that's the kind of guy Steve Simone is. He just is like, oh, something is in need of help. I'm there. It's so funny. I sound uh, like Mr. Rogers right now, <laughs> but you catch me on a bad day and I and I, I hold a door open for somebody. And if they walk by like Kanye West, I want to smash the door on their dude. face. Do you know what I mean? I'm a human being and I'm so easy. I fall into the trap all the time where I'm yeah. like, oh, look at this jerk off. Look at this selfish. Like when I'm com- coming over Laurel Canyon mm-hmm. and people want to fly down the right lane and then cut over to the mm-hmm. lane that c- goes over the hill at the last second while we're all waiting patiently in line for our turn. But you don't know what people are going through. And my yeah. point is, if we knew what they were going through, we wouldn't we, we would have much more understanding. And then the second thing is people that are jerks that get like in show business. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's a terrible long term strategy. Yeah. You know what? And, and, and even if that strategy works, who's going to want to hang out with that person? Yeah, I'm going to try and find an I'm trying to try to say it without saying his name because he's actually nice to me. But I've heard so many bad stories. He's a guy who does one of the promoted main room shows. Yep, I know who you're talking. Not about. Dane Cook. Okay. Um, uh, you don't. It doesn't matter. He's in it, a documentary. It, is he successful? He's pretty. I think he's decently successful. But I've talked to people that won't work with him anymore because they say that he and he slays the main room. He goes in there. I, last time I saw him, he had a thirty. There was it was sold out, and he had at least like a thirty person standing ovation when he wow. walked off. Like people stood up and just couldn't help themselves, and they were like. Hooping and hollering, but no one even really knew who he was. That's how good he was. Yeah. But he is not, he's severely underrated. Mm hmm. But he thinks that and he knows that about himself. Okay. And he's n- not, he won't hold back on telling people that. Like he's, he treats, and then people who have done the road with him are like, they tell me, they're like, dude, I, w- I, I talked to a guy from Boston who did the road with him and he was like, dude, he treats everybody like shit that you, that you hate seeing being treated like shit. He treats hotel people like shit. It's terrible. He treats servers like shit. Yeah, bartenders he, like he just that's terrible. It's a terrible way to live. He's because the long term is because you look at him, you're like, you see him crush, and you're like, why the fuck is this guy not more famous? And you see how he interacts with people, and you're like, oh, that's why. Well, and it's okay. And the only thing I'm going to add to clarify my position is, 
dig a little deeper and even step back further because you're like if i'm understanding you properly you're like oh i see his selfish behavior holding him back in his career yeah okay what i'm saying is take a career and flush it down the toilet it's just a way to make money just look at that person look at that person and go what a terrible way to go through life yeah what a terrible way to go through life like, if you just view people, human beings, beautiful mm. souls, reflection of the divine, infinite God that loves us, mm. if, if you view them just as a means to an end, that's no way to live. Yeah. It's hey, no I was a little naive in thinking, because everything in my mind is so career-focused right now, and that's part of the problem. And that's and I've been working on that, but that's why I work with adults with disabilities, yeah, even though awesome. that job is taxing, but, it, but it, it allows me to take a break from always needing to bust balls with other comedians or always suddenly, which I love doing all the time, but it's just like, I'm not that kind of guy all the time. Yeah. Um, you're not either. No. I mean, you, you're, you, you feel free to make fun of someone, you know, for, for the sake of like us making fun of each other and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the if, end, if, if I like really love somebody and I know they're not right. going to take it the wrong way. Right. You know, exactly. There's like my family. When we get together, mm-hmm. I mean, we, break each other's balls yeah in the w- it's the most fun i want to see you and eleanor and, together oh my That'd god be, <laughs> it's just two philly people I mean, my older brother can break he's the funniest person i've ever met that's great so great all right well let's play this game man because this Get is it going. fun by the way i want to i and we can do th- groups of three right y- yes so you can do groups of three but and then uh three and four if there are runs they have to I can add s- to yours. Yes. And if they're runs, though, they have to be the same color. Okay. Um, so if it's all, say, if I have three sevens, that's good. But yes. if I have six, seven, eight, they have to be the same color. Right. Gotcha. That's go according ahead. According to what this says. Let's and I'm going gonna, gonna to let them go this way. I'm going to do this way so we can both read them better. It's not like upside down and shit. Oh, okay. Um, you go first. You're the guest. You go first. So I just pick one, right? Um, well, unless you have. Uh, I think uh, that's how it goes. Right. So we go through the pile. Well, you would know better than me <laughs> if you play this, because since you play this all the time with uh, your mom. Yeah. So, blah, 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 blah. Jokers. Scoring. I don't know why I don't remember how to play this. Yeah, we'll just do it your way. <laughs> we'll just do it like this. Too lazy this to turn. So you pick one. I picked one. Now I'll play some. Then you play something. Okay. And you can only play one at a time. Right, like one, yeah. one run at now a it's time. Your turn. So, yep. so here, I know what I was saying is like we could do it like this. Oh, perfect! So that we can both see it. You're and like no one's than upset. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got you. I'm just talking I'm all this most, philosophy I'm stuff, and you're like, hey, dumb dumb. <laughs> I just explained you how listen, to put the. <laughs> listen, Steve, I'm the most underrated smart guy ever <laughs> to be smart. That's a great premise to write a TV show from. Really? Yeah, like Columbo, underrated smart guy. Go ahead. You know what? Because you know why? Because I think almost all comedians, and I've heard Seinfeld talk about this. I think all comedians are like sort of just underrated smart guys. Either that or just dumb, the dumbest Who smart guys. Who was it? Somebody. They were kind of breaking my balls, and giving me a compliment at the same time. And you know, you know, I know who it was, and she said, "The uh, the height of intelligence is a person's ability to hide it." Interesting. And I think comedians are really good at that. Yeah. There did are you some pick one up? I did. Okay. There are some dumbasses out there, but... Yeah, of course. Um, ooh, nice. Eleven. Nice. Uh, oh, that means I can... Oh, wait, I gotta draw one, right? Yep. Don't tell me you're already drawing out. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going to win on this next hand. No, I'm just kidding. But I can get a little Whoa. Here. 11, 11, 11. And are we, so wait, are we doing, only, we can only do one, one thing play a turn? One at a time. Yeah, okay. dude, that's how it goes. All right. I think Crazy. My, I think my roommate cheated then. But that's how he we beat go. me. Oh, oh. It is his game, so. Millions of people. Okay. So fuck you, Donovan, wherever you, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. It'd be funny if he poked his head out right now. <laughs> fuck you too, man. Um, Where in Texas is he from? Oh, I think Dallas area. His mom comes to visit sometimes too, and she's sweet. She's got this like really high, sweet voice, and Texas she's people are my favorite. And she likes getting high, so that's always cool. Um, yeah, man. You know what's funny? I can move to Texas. <laughs> that's how much I love Texas. You know what's funny to like, as like to go off like what we were, oops, like what we were talking about earlier, a little bit. I had a um, 
I, I used to do a bit back when I was some woman broke my heart and I was in, I went through this woman hating phase of comedy. I think a lot of yeah, com- all young guys young, go yeah. through that. And I had this bit about women saying they're not attracted to assholes. They're attracted to confidence. They all, that's the argument they give me when I say all right. you guys care about are assholes. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what Different. confidence is like, like what blind confidence is, is an asshole. It's with no qual. It's an asshole with no thing underneath. There's it's a bridge with no scaffolding. Yeah, there's a difference between they misinterpret. It's a slight distinction. Like if you are Aaron Judge and somebody's pitching you a baseball, you can have the confidence that you're going to hit a home run. And that's different from that's different from somebody that just goes up there and not care. Like right. they would it's they want somebody not to care. Like when I was a younger guy, I'm like, "Oh, they just want people that don't care." And it's sad. Like I don't know. I think we definitely need to do a better job of raising our kids. Yeah. But in general, like it's it's amazing to me. Like if I don't call a girl back or they have like this weird ESP thing that as soon as I delete their phone, their phone number from my phone, I'm like, I have no idea they who hit, this is. They hit you up and then it comes yep. at three one zero nine nine. No idea <laughs> who like, this is. Who's this? Like, what do you mean? Who is this? Like, yeah. fucking, whatever. And that, but the the punchline of the bit was like, you know that guy that's super nice, that is smart and good looking, and he's kind of nerdy and dorky but it's endearing he's charming but he just lacks all that confidence it's like yeah. you know how to make that guy what you want and make him confident just fuck the shit out of <laughs> yeah, him exactly. and then if, and he'll like you will literally be like just drag i said what did i say i was like grab him by the dick drag him drag him into a broom closet fuck his brains out and i guarantee you he's gonna get up getting dressed and start to leave and you're gonna be like where are you going and he's gonna be like to get that fucking promotion i deserved three <laughs> weeks ago <laughs> why did i stop doing that bit it's a good bit i gotta good fucking bring that bit back all right, it's your turn. Oh wait, did you? No, I did. Uh, I did this. Yeah, I'm. I actually. So was, is this really an eight hand. now? Yes. Or no? An, uh, yeah. Sorry, it's an okay. eight. Or it could be an eleven. It's an eight. I want okay. to keep it an eight. I got to pick one up. Oh wait, I'm a dumbass. What? Fuck. Could you have been out? Up. No, I fuck, No, I. I could have added another. Th- <laughs> I'm just stupid. Um, if it, if I lose because of that, I'm gonna be so shitty. You're not. I'm totally gonna lose. Uh, can't do anything. Oh, actually, no, I can't do anything. I got some stinky ones here. <laughs> stinky <laughs> I can't do anything. Um, I want to kind of add a thing at the end of this podcast too, where like we both talk about um just one new idea of a bit. That we're working okay, on. Okay, cool. Maybe try and like talk through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that's I think just think that's fun for people to hear that. Who Yeah, like the how a bit gets started. Yeah, who aren't necessarily like comedy buffs, but they're just like, oh like so cause you know how many people out there just don't know, you know. They just that don't they just think what we're talking. And yeah. it's like, no, this is years of preparation sometimes. Yeah, it's true. So I've had I had a bit that I brought back from four years ago because it just never got what I thought it deserved, and all the comics were like, This is a great bit. But I wasn't good enough to do the bit. Hundred percent so. And That's I, the essence. Now it kills. Yeah, it's like uh, you have to get become a better comic to execute those more complex thoughts. Yeah, yeah, and your instincts, your comedy instincts, are just better too. Whether it's your drawing and act out. You a know what longer. I think stand up comedy is because either you're funny or you're not. And there's some people that can really spend a lot of time writing and stuff like that and come up with things. Mm-hmm. But like Joey Diaz, Joe Rogan, Chris D'Elia, Sebastian, like the great comics, they're just funny people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But everybody, we have to learn the language of stand-up comedy, which means translating the funny thoughts into your brain. The thoughts that are funny are already here, but we have to learn the language of stand-up comedy yeah. to learn how to translate that thought to strangers. So other people, so it's palatable for them. Yeah, so they can under, so they can see inside your brain. How do you make the woman laugh at the rape joke? <laughs> like, Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's okay. the most extreme example. It's my turn? Yeah, your turn. Um, I'm starting to get nothing now. Maybe this will help. Oh, snap. Uh, okay, that's it. <laughs> Good, because uh, I'm, not, I'm getting mm, got nothing. Might have something in a minute, but I got nothing right now. I like this game. I should have played this more when I was, a, when I was younger. Yeah, this game's awesome. Um. I gotta teach you, cause it's, it's, if you're like act, like into games, I am now. 
Can can we move these around? No. No? Okay. Once it's um, an eight, it's always an eight. Okay. Uh, have you ever heard of this game called Egyptian Rat Screw? No, but it already sounds awesome. <laughs> so basically, it's a combination of like war and slapjack. Okay. I'll tell you about it later because we played it a couple times on here, but you would love that game to just play for fun. I love fun. Uh, it's basically like it combines sort of war with like certain cards of certain values, but you but instead of just like w- one card wins. We should order pizza around. This is the best. Pizza and then have ice cream. Yeah, all the stuff that I thought was for nerds. That's okay. All right. Remind me of that (laughs) when we talk about our new bits. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, But it's a great. It's just one of those. Did you call that? No, that's it. That's the wrong number. Um, Oh, I got one. Oh, no. Wait, I could. Sorry. Put that right there. Um, But, yeah, it's basically like you like the jack is. So this is a four. Allows you to oh nice, <coughs> like the jack allows you to play um, one card, and if you don't get a face card in that one card, then the person who played the jack gets the deck. The queen, if you p- if I play a queen, then you have two cards to get a face card. But if you don't lay a face card, two cards, I get the deck. King is three, ace is four. So jack is really the strongest card. Yeah, I love how I'm explaining a different game on, uh, than the game we're playing on this podcast, and. <laughs> But so, but I just know you'd you'd find it fun, and but if I play like a a queen and then you play one card that's not a face card, but then you play a king, yeah. now it's m- my turn to try. I have three chances to lay down a face card. Oh, one, cool. Two, and then if I put down any face card, like say you ace, get it. and then you get four shots. That's why the jack is the strongest card because they only get uh, one shot. And basically, you just keep playing. If there's no face card, you keep going, going, going until someone gets a face card. But if there's a double. Like a six, and then someone puts a six, yeah. or a sandwich, which is like someone puts a six, someone puts an eight, someone then puts a, a six. Yeah. Then whoever slaps that deck first gets the whole oh, thing. Oh, the best. So it combines like the two. I love games that combine boring ass games yeah. into something exciting. Because war is boring, slapjack is boring. But put them together. Put them together. Pizza night. Pizza time. <laughs> Good times with this fucking podcast. Um, God damn! I told you you might be beating, dude. You're, you've passed me now. Somehow, oh, I'm strong. a dumb dumb. You had a you had a me moment from earlier. Yeah, this game's fun. I know I'm enjoying the game because I don't want to talk anymore. I'm like, just play, man. <laughs> yeah, that happens sometimes. Now we're got out of the. And you should totally put this on video so then people could see the games. I I am going to. I gotta just get Will it. I like you I've been using my video at the store. That's what I'm working with Schmidt yeah, on. I'm working Schmidt with Schmidt on getting. Well, he ke- and he keeps trying to. I've been talking for like a month. That's the other thing I've learned, like being a Midwesterner coming here. It's so hard to be persistent, but that might be the most important trait if you want to succeed in comedy. In anything. It's persistence. Persistence is everything. Like, I like you know what it I'm is, man? I'm still afraid to talk to Adam about certain things. No matter like, what anything. But he's nice. Dude, it's just keep showing up. Yeah, that's really what it is. For everything. That's just what keep showing up. That's what Eric Myers told me about the improv. I told him, I'm like, I was bitching to him about dumb shit going in my life. And I'm like, every door guy I know, except for maybe one or two, whether they've been hired before me or after me or been doing stand up longer or shorter than me, like has booked a set at the improv or at the Laugh Factory. And I'm like, I've been here for three years. I was a door guy within the two months, but it's because I was persistent. It's because I bugged Adam and he knew me from La Jolla. Yep. And then for some reason... I lost that persistence, and I think it was just because LA was new to me, and I was like, I want to make my mark. Yeah. And then I got intimidated by a lot of stuff here, mm. and I was disappointed in myself for getting intimidated. Interesting. And I was like looking in the mirror every morning, like you fucking idiot, like what are you doing? Instead of self-affirming, I was like self-cutting. Down. Oh yeah, I did that all the time, dude. And I you got to get out of that. So you know where I'm coming from with this, and but I and but now I'm there's getting that out great of it. scene in Rocky, by the way, where he looks in the mirror, and there's the picture of like the eight-year-old version of Rocky. Yes. Oh, dude, that how good was that fucking? It's a masterpiece. <laughs> it really is. I, I want to retire as a college professor, and I'm just gonna like break down the movie Rocky and teach kids how every life lesson you need is in the movie Rocky. Ah, that's great. Add a one to that. Nice. Um. Yeah, dude, it's uh, that movie's great, but but uh, yeah, I, I used to. For some reason, I got into that. I, I don't think it was because of the divorce, because after the divorce, I actually went back to being super, like, go-getter, because I knew if I didn't, I would just go into this hole of, like, dark thought, um, which hey, sounds like turn. the name of a rapper. D- 
dark thought. Uh, you know what? That's because black thought from the roots. That's how oh, there I you go. That. Unoriginal joke by me. Um, Did you ever hear that uh, Family Guy episode where they break down podcasts? No. Oh, it's so funny. That show is still good. People shit on it. I'm like, that show is really There's good. There's still a lot of laughs in there. Yeah. Whoops. Ooh. You know, I think three, four, five, blue, and then wait, I had another oh play. Oh shit! No, oh I didn't. Oh shit! Oh wait, I did. And then a red twelve. Oh. Okay. Oh wait, so you can do multiple add-ons during a turn. So. Yeah, I'm cool with playing it that way. But you draw a card, a thing first. Every time, right? yeah, draw first. Okay, so. I've got it. I think that's how you play it with cards. I got a couple of things I can do now too. Um, yeah, just and that way it'll go faster too. Nice. One, two, and hold on. Uh, no, I fucked that up. Um, nope. Do you like your toy? Nope, I'm done. Yeah. I screwed it up. And I got nothing. Your turn. This would be a fun podcast if Sebastian would ever. I don't, I'm pretty sure he doesn't do podcasts, but like, if he were to ever do one, I think this would Dude, be. Dude, that is the best motivator. You talk about like a real life Rocky story. I saw Sebastian go from uh, <coughs> completely unknown comedian mm -hmm. to getting that initial push with the Vince Vaughn movie. Where it was Sebastian, Brett, John Caparillo, and Ahmed Ahmed. Vince took them all out on tour. They it was filmed the it. Wild West tour, right? Yeah, that was yeah. a theatrical release. And I think that's what sort of got him out in the clubs. But, dude, that was 10, 12 years ago. And he just – talk about persistence. He never gets so – we all knew how he long was hilarious. Did he, how long had he been doing comedy before that? Probably, I don't know, seven, eight years. Wow, man. He's Because uh, – yeah, he's been in the game like 20 years. All it takes is one guy to like help you out, one person to help you out, and you taking advantage of it, you know? You know what? You just have to be ready for everything. You just keep on showing up. It's kind of like if you're a fighter, you just keep on going to the gym every day, it's and then eventually you'll get your – but if you right. don't go to the gym every day, even if you get yeah. those opportunities, you're going to get embarrassed. Yeah. So you just want to be the best version of yourself. So honestly – you st it's the same journey regardless of what opportunities come your way. You're yeah. on the journey to become the funniest, best version of yourself. Yeah. So then who cares about the opportunities? Does that make sense? Yeah. You just keep on getting better and better and better and better that's and better. That's the advice. And before you know it, you're going to be paying your bills with just comedy. That's just how right. it happens. You know what? That's the thing that I learned from my uncle, my uncle Jim. Uh, he was associate producer, stunt coordinator, and – uh, actor on Big Trouble in Little China. No. How am I just finding this out now? I think I told you maybe once before no. you had the same reaction. I wouldn't you remember. Like, what? Oh, really? Am I that much <laughs> it was in the parking up? lot. You were like, what? Dude, that's one of the best movies ever. Dude, I, I'll bring him by the store sometime. You can meet him. He's, you know, can they, I call him Uncle Jim? You know that? Go, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Jim, just so you know, Steve's. Your nephew Steve is. Uh, He's he's a, you know how they, you know the good guys, too. the yellow guys, when they, yes. they do this thing? When yes. They, they like kick someone's ass, they turn, they're like, yeah, and they do that two-finger thing. The, he, him, and the guys. He was one of those yellow dudes, and he was one of the guys that came up with that. Like they were, they were sitting around, like. Do you know who want to do a podcast with him? Da, da, da. Mark Ellis and the Schmoes Nose guys. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a pretty sweet. Is movie. there is that their thing? Is like old Movies. cult classics? Sort no, of, I did a podcast for them years ago. Where me and this, you know, who Josh McCuga is. Uh -huh. We did it. Was called like Guilty Movie Pleasures, but. I, they wanted me to start being mean on the podcast and, like, making fun of movies. And I'm like, I will only celebrate movies I <laughs> love. We had, we had creative difficulties. That's so funny. Differences, I guess. There's a, a song. I'm, like, a huge Dave Matthews Band fan, and they just had a new album come out. Is it your turn or my turn? No, it's your turn. I okay. just went, yeah. Uh, I think I did these eights. Crazy eights. Do you have any Oh, shoot. Hold on. Eights. My turn is not done. There, no, my turn's done. Um, Do you know what movie but this they, is from? But they... they have a have song names? about like about like r a ch childbirth and like raising a child because they're all like dads now. And he wrote a song that's about that. It's this beautiful song, but it's called Samurai Cop. And the reason they named it that if was that was the name of a movie. I did totally watch it. It's a name of a movie. Like Is a it really, really shitty movie about a samurai cop? Oh, like that's the cop awesome. Samurai, but it's uh, but they, it was like really terribly done. 
and they were like it was so bad that it like wasn't even it was almost not even entertaining yeah but he was like people have said that about my comedy <laughs> <but> at times <laughs> are you serious it was so bad i got booed off stage once what yeah go was on was it at a black club no 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 man was it at a corporate gig no casino gig it was uh down at Fourth and B, that theater in San Diego. Oh B, shit! Like two thousand three. I've played that venue as a musician before. Yeah, I got yeah. booed off stage there. What? That's yeah, not it was that, First of all, that venue is not well set up for stand up. No, it's standing room only, right? I don't remember. That it was that, but you were just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, not remembering. You repressed. No, it was actually a it was a blessing. But go on. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, but I was just saying they named Samurai. The, they Cop. named the song Samurai Cop just because they it happened to be on the background while they were writing the song and they were just in they'd get distracted from writing the song because they're like what the fuck is this movie and they would just so watch the whole thing there's one that makuga was trying to get me to watch i think it was called like miami connection did you go something yeah it went. Okay. i couldn't do anything miami connection and it was about like a battle of the bands and karate schools at the same time something like that and it was like a terrible 80s movie low budget terrible 80s movie that i don't think they had the budget to get it released and then somebody discovered it uh, a couple years ago and re-released it. Ooh, nice move. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll talk to my uncle about it then. But he's like, I'll if I'll bring I'll bring him by the store one day. And uh, if you're there, what kind of martial arts does your uncle Jim do? Uh, he teaches too right now out of his like garage and stuff. He teaches um, Taekwondo. Cool. And uh, I think some other some other stuff too. I'm not as familiar with it but but to go back to what we were saying earlier man we went way off track he was the one who said because it about when you were talking about like hey if you're just trying to be the funniest version of yourself the paychecks will come eventually and he was yeah. just like i asked him about acting because he actually does he does voice stuff too oh, that's the he best did voiceovers on rush hour too whoa yeah like like people screaming and falling and he would just like do some of those voiceovers and then um he's you know uh, produced a couple of his own movies where he's had people in he had this one called ping pong playa and it was just like about asians playing ping pong but um, uh, it didn't go anywhere. But he was like, acting is just sort of like not. He he's not really passionate. It's just like a job now. Mm -hmm. He's like in his sixties or whatever. But I talked to him when I f about moving to L.A. and about doing stand up. And he saw my set and was like, "You really have something here." But what you need to focus on right now is just honing your craft. Yeah. As long as you're always focusing on honing your craft, everything else will fall into place. Absolutely. And that's why when Eric Meyer stayed here, he inspired me. Because he's so funny. He's yeah. he's the guy that will take a dead OR that that Marin and Apatow and those people bombed in, and he'll come in and slay. And yeah. Just reignite the room. And I look at him and he goes, he goes, dude, I write for an hour a day. Wow. No matter what, you need to block. He goes, I'll I'll walk over to find a Starbucks to walk to, and I'll take my notebook. You know, his, he writes on his phone, and he just says, I'll go go over there. And literally for an hour, I set a timer and I make myself write for Good an for hour. Good for him. And I'm like, oh, shit. And now I, like, I did that earlier today before I went to the gym. I was just like, I don't know if I really have time to do this, but I'm going to force myself to do yeah. it every day. Plus, even if it's just sitting in that quiet, because like, it's all kind of like written in my brain, but then you're like, oh, wait, how yeah. is that? You need that time to for the icebergs to start to break off. And, and I had this bit that I was working on, and I was still struggling with it, struggling with it, and it wasn't until 55 minutes in, that last five minutes, that yeah. I actually was like, oh, and I had this great they idea. They say so that I like in self-help stuff, like they're like, that last 10% of effort <laughs> will get you 90% <laughs> of your results. I know, it's so, self-help shit like bothers me, but that's so true. Yeah. Some of it's so true. It's the best. As long as you're having fun with it, you know? I don't put too much yeah. pressure on anything. Did you go? But, I, uh, yeah. Right. No, yeah, it's like, again, it's got to be a, no, but this is fun for us, you know? Yeah. It's never Comedy's like a pressure. Comedy's the coolest thing, thing in the world. Like, it's frustrating at times, journey. and the journey's long, but. Journey is long. Just the people we get to hang out with is, that, that was one of the things that dawned on me about seven years ago. Mm -hmm. I remember, like, going through a little depression. And then I just walked from my apartment, and I didn't have a spot, but I lived closer to the Laugh Factory, so I walked there, mm. and I ran into, like, Dalia, and I think Don Iero was performing that night, and I'm like, wait a second. I'm friends with some of the funniest people in the world. Yeah. And then I, s I walked from the Laugh Factory down to the store, and I was just like, I have a, I've been on, I have a home on the Sunset Strip. And then I remember that, whatever, it's it stayed out to me that, like, 
I had a conversation with Moshe Kasher that night at the Comedy Store mm-hmm. and Chris D'Elia that night at the Comedy Store, and I went, those two guys could not approach stand-up comedy from a more different D- point of right, view. Right, yeah. But yeah, I'm like, yeah. they're both my friends, and they're both hysterical, and I'm like, oh, this is it. Like, yeah. money no, comes and goes, but... No one thinks that when they're at the water cooler at their office job. No one's like, Jim and Dolores are no. just the funniest from opposite well, angles. Or, or like, like, what a blessing it is to just be surrounded by so many cool, fun, creative minds. And it's like, if, yeah. if you're measuring the success of your life by dollars... Yeah, you're using the wrong. Dude, you're, it's that we, ain't it. Man. We had the conversation. Remember about when you were kind of talking me off a ledge a little bit in the parking lot. And I was like, uh, uh, you were like, what are all your friends back in the Midwest doing? Like, what are they doing with their lives? Look yeah. what you're doing. Like, be happy about that. Like that. They're ju- they're I'm sure they might be happy. They might be fine, but they're never going to be anything more than like content. With like what they're doing, well, that's not what you said. Uh, but but you know what I head, think I probably sort of referenced. There was one time, early on in my journey, where Ari and I drove down to San Diego on a school night. Okay, Ari Shafir, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was like a Tuesday night. We went down, did spots at the comedy store, stayed at the condo. They used to let us stay at the condo, partied, drove back the next day, and on the way home, Ari just pulled over. Whatever year a Beautiful Mind came out, yeah. We went and saw a beautiful mind in the movie theater. And he was, I was like, "Yeah, I'd love to go see a movie." Just on a whim. And he was like, "Yeah, well, we could just go see a movie right now." And I'm like, "That's the best." I'm like, "No, we can't." He was like, "Do you have something to do?" That's and I'm the like, "No." And he's like, "Pulled over." We went and saw a movie like somewhere between San Diego and L.A. <coughs> and he was like, "Don't you get it? This is the reward. Mm-hmm. You're not stuck in a cubicle. You're not counting down to it's happy the hour. Freedom. You're living your life." Yeah, you're not. You're not. Yeah, it's freedom, and I'm proud to be an American. Where at least I know I'm free. Where at least I can see any movie. <laughs> um, it's the best. Yeah, man. It's is it your turn or my it's turn? A, it's your turn. I just pulled okay. and I got jack shit with it. Um, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, I was gonna say two, something else about four, that too. Six, oh yeah, because when we had that ten. conversation. You're talking about that moment where you saw Delia and all them at the store, and I was like, or at the factory. And the moment I had that was sort of like that was the, just like a month ago when Chappelle popped in again as he's wanted to do. And it, just yeah. meeting him already. Yeah, it's cool. And knowing, and I, I know a chick that like dated him who's a comedian, and I went on the road with her. Just like weird little connections yeah, yeah. that are fun. and Not gossipy, but just fun. And But like I had, a, there was a moment where, and I don't remember exactly what he said, so I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it was right after one of those crack em up shows. And I had just like, got in, into it with a guy who was like fucking six foot eight yeah and could have probably picked me up by my throat with one hand yeah but he was videotaping or what his friend was like videotaping yeah and like, crack sorry, him up man, can get out of hand and, and i was doing it he was like no you're not touching my friend's phone and i was like sir and to my credit i fucking i manned up i was like sir i'm gonna have to it is against the rules here and when i went to touch the phone the guy grabbed my arm mm-hmm. and so i like really fast i just went like this threw his arm off like i went grabbed his arm and threw it off me yeah and he gets up and i didn't know how tall he was until he got up and he looks literally down at me and he's like i will slap the shit out of you if you do that again and i was like security we got a code three up in the belly like and i just i got him kicked out yep and he's not banned but they kicked him out and then all of a sudden he got all like what and i was like yeah you fucking touched me that and he started lying and saying that i said i was gonna take the phone and all this shit and i was like Dude, I'm not. I'm done. Like the manager was like trying to yeah. get my. Yeah, you did your job. You're good. Right. Goodbye. And I mean, you you saw that chick in the parking lot the other day. Like we deal yeah, with that. Yeah, she the, wished uh, that you had cancer just because yeah. she said you have to obey the rules. Yeah. In Isn't her it defense, weird? I called her a bitch, but she deserved it. So well, you anyway. know what it is. People are so so hurting. They're in such need of feeling significant. I was hurting. And, yeah. and <laughs> important. I, was, you know what I mean, though. Yeah. So they're like, oh, one way I can feel better about myself is yeah. not obeying the rules. But I was very nice to her. She was mean. Rule of niceness is she, to me. But w- obviously she was having a bad night because she took it from two to, to ten. ten. Yeah. Like that. And obviously. Is and it my, my turn? I was joking that uh, I, th- I think so. Because uh, I'm really enjoying this game. And yes. I wanna, I, it's weird. It's but like the, I want to have the talk, but I also want to play the game. Well, that's the great thing about it is while you go, I can still like we can still chat and stuff and I can still Kay. tell my stories. But uh, but so anyway. Your turn. Uh, But anyway. Oh, I'm a dummy. Yeah, but well, I was really nice. I I was tell, juggling people afterwards that the rule, my rule of um, finally, my rule of comedy, you know, rule of threes that everybody has with comedy, is 
like the same. I have the same rules for niceness. You get three. <laughs> you oh, get two funny. where I'm really nice, and then three where I'm gonna make you cry into your pillow that night. Like, <laughs> like it just. And she, I was nice to her. Really, I was so nice to her twice. And that's the thing. That and you, and I was joking with someone. I go, I told someone about what happened that you were there. Yeah. And I go, you know what's funny is, I think all of us can use Steve Simone as like a barometer of a moral compass. Oh, like Jesus, if I look at him that. and he goes, like disappointedly shakes his head, I'm like, oh, I fucked up. I fucked up. But when I turned to you and you were like, that chick is the worst, I was like, oh, okay, it's not <laughs> me. Like, <laughs> yeah, some people, look, yeah, some people are just oh, nice. so lost. But anyway, so I kicked that dude out that night. And uh, oh fuck, I kicked the dude out that night and I went outside feeling whatever. But the host came down and w- from crack em up at late night where it was like two and everything was kind of shut down. But we were all yep. still hanging, talking. I just clocked out, closed up. And some of the comments from crack em up, we were talking about like Infinity War or something. And uh, what are you eating, dog? Did you finally chew the end off of that? That's weird. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. No, 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 no. I don't want you to choke. No, no. Let me get it. No. I'll grab it. <laughs> yeah, you can grab it real quick. Stay. 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 Isn't he, though? You just toss that in the little trash thing. Um, But so we're out there talking about whatever, and he was like, the host was joking around me. He was like, man, when I saw you kick that dude out, he was like, I was back there, and I thought, this guy's got heart. And I was like, yeah, you're gonna, you, but what you're really thinking is like, man, when this guy loses this fight, I'm going to say he had heart. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> we were joking around. And then Chappelle walks by. Uh-huh. And he was just kind of hanging there that night. Yeah. And he wanted to get up, but we'd already closed. And so he, he was just like, all right, cool, whatever. And he walks by <laughs> That's us. That's great, Chappelle. He, yeah, man. He walked by us. And uh, he, he like, the, the guy who I was just talking to, the host of Cracker Mobile, he goes, hey, Dave, man. And he was like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. He goes, yeah, man, we did a, a show back in the whatever, da da da. It's something he named something, or you know, I just want to say what's up again. And Dave was like, Oh, yeah, I'm sure you were good, <laughs> like something, something like that. Hilarious. And we all died laughing. Like, he gave him a quick rat. He was like, Nah, man, for real, it's, g- it's good to see you again, man. I'm sorry if I don't remember. And he was like, No, no, it's cool. And he was like, Everybody have a good night. Da, da, da. And when he left, it was like that moment you had at the factory where I was just like, Who else in my life can say that that, yeah. that they saw Chappelle just like bust a dude's balls randomly in person and then be nice to him? And bounce. There are people that I've like. I love bringing people to the comedy store. Like I'm sure you'll see me giving tours of the place to like yeah. friends of friends. I've seen it like five times. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But like there are people that'll hit me up. Like it'll be a friend of a friend, or like I had a cousin that came out to visit me years ago. And there's stuff that like we just our average night is something people remember for the rest of their lives. Yes. People come. You know what? And I've noticed that's the my the jadedness of it was kind of on display for me because it's hard to see it from our angle sometimes because of our minimum gratitude and, you know gratitude. everybody listening right now is stuff in their life right now yeah. that is amazing and wonderful and great mm-hmm. whether it's their kids yeah. whether it's uh a friend that actually cares about like a legit real friend in this awful world yeah. like that you and we just take all the best stuff for granted. You never, Dude, you never I, take time to really celebrate it. You know, the f- coming from the perspective of when you're actually working as a door guy, and you know this, sometimes yeah. it's kind of hard to see the upside because you're dealing with people that are really happy to be there, and you're cleaning up vomit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but I, you know what? I think Mitzi, that was part of Mitzi's – this is what I – and I've never got a chance to ask her this, but I think Mitzi designed everything at that club for a reason, and I think one of the reasons why she would keep guys on the door – is so that they would no longer have not a fear of the audience or too much. They would have the courage. after When you're cleaning up vomit and everybody else is that, you'll get to the point when you're on that stage, you're going to be like, you this is my up. time. You don't care. You're like, And you're not like, oh, what do I have that's funny that I think they're going to like? You're going to go, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Yep. And All right, so that, I have to pick up that now? That was when it, yeah. And that was when I finally got, like, realized, like, I got to stop being jaded and just be happy. That You know why? Because my parents really raised me with the idea, and this hurts and helps when it comes to me talking to people here. My parents really raised me with the idea that celebrities and these people are just like us. And they really wanted to emphasize that. But in a way, they're not because of what we've made them. Yeah, that's – yeah, but you'll lose that. They are true. So I'm so when I do finally make it, I think I'll be in a good headspace because I've never I've never looked at like Chappelle or Louis C.K. and been like, oh, this person's like a 
like an unattainable person no. to talk to. Like you I ever do, see I don't Jim Carrey's sh- set from the twentieth anniversary? No. I forget what he was talking about that led that led into this, but he was like, but and then I saw you know Richard Pryor on stage and I went. I could do that. <laughs> that's funny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we could all do that. Well, and that's what. So a lot of times, though, you need to. You need to. It's good to be filled with reverence sometimes for something to appreciate it. But appreciate stuff. It's a weird balance, right? Like everything in life is that weird balance. Like, be so. This is so cool. It's amazing that we're here. And then you go, all right, that's just a guy. Got some fives. Uh, I got five on it. And. uh it, yeah, so like when someone at the store comes up, like a customer, and goes, "Hey, you're uh, you know," it's like, man, they look up at the marquee and they're like the big gr- grin on their face. You could see the lights reflecting off from the marquee, like zipping around. And I'm just, he's like, "Man, can you believe that?" And I'm like, "Like believe what?" <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. get the shirt on. I'm working. But you the never door. Wanna want to lose that. No, you don't. And I look, but that's what they. Even though I'm, it reminds me how jaded I am, but also helps pull me out of it. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, like yeah, 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 exactly. It's like a paradox. Yeah, it is. Because then they go like, can you believe that that's like Mark Marin is on that marquee? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I put him up there last night. <laughs> yeah. Like, I went on the ladder, which I fucking hate. Do you know what's weird about like, all yeah. of it? Okay, like Joey Diaz is one of my best friends mm-hmm. forever. I've known Joey forever, and I've always loved him and always thought he was like I got a funny Joey story ever. to tell you when you're done. So, like, I've known Joey since, yeah, I think it was Bobby Lee or Joey were the first people to put me on stage at the comedy store. And, um, oh, here we go. I'm dropping bombs. Ooh, snap. Oh, my God. You're about I'm to down to five. I'm down to six. Oh, Ooh. it's so close. How much longer do you want to go? No, let's keep going. Let's oh, till the go. game's over, bro. Oh, shit. Till all the tiles. All yep. right. Um, or whoever's out first. All right. So what's your what's your Joey story? I want to. I got to. But hear then this. there was one night like he's hanging out with like a bunch of podcast listeners and like all the cool kids. And I felt weird about approaching him. Like then he was Joey Diaz, the comedian, not Joey, my friend. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's like you got to try to have both. Like yeah. Like we all know Marin. Like how cool is that? Yeah. Like I remember he when Marin came up and talked to me, and I was like. One moment in time, <laughs> like it just, you know, like because I had so I much respect the for the guy. Down in yeah, like yeah, I don't want to ever bother anybody, you right, know, and I respect right, them. And right. but you know what? what? I told Curtis now. I'm like, schedule me for as many parking lot shifts as yep. you want. Oh, it's the best job there because is. You meet everybody. I'm good at is talking to people now. Yeah, it's your turn. It's like I'm good at talking to people now and not giving a shit. And Marin the other day was out there, and he never really talks to us. He. You know, tips us a little bit and then just leaves. Like yeah. usually, he only talks to others, like famous people or other yeah. comedians he came up with. But I just started talking to him. And I said, "Hey, I, l- I liked your podcast with Eleanor because I listen to the whole thing. I see her in a whole different light now. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know that, but it was a lot about the store. So I, I got oh, it. I can't I wait to hear it. that one. And that was recent. Yeah, it was like month. two or three ago. Yeah, That's, and and I go, it's like two weeks ago. It's a, and I. I and he was like, oh, thanks, man. And yeah, and he started engaging. He was like, yeah, I didn't really know her. So I thought it'd be f- it was going to be interesting to talk to her about the store from someone who I don't really know. Yeah. And uh, and then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm like engaged in this conversation about podcasts with Mark Maron, who's the king of podcasts. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm talking to the guy who, who? had Obama yes. on his fucking where Obama dropped the N-bomb fucking <laughs> podcast. And it's like. And he, it was Dude, the most you wanna, interesting you wanna, thing you ever. You know what will change your life? Read his book, Jerusalem Syndrome. Uh, Barron's? Yeah. It's All about right. his dark years at the comedy store coming up. That's interesting because I've heard a lot about it changed that my on life. podcasts with the Kinnison years. And oh, it was so good. And, and yeah. Um, okay, I'll have to look into that, yeah. Go ahead. But my funny Joey Diaz story, I got a couple s- short ones where he goes, because he's the funniest guy and he's the nicest guy. Yeah, he's the best. He tips well. And I want people to know that. Joey Diaz tips well in the parking lot. And he, he, he helps me get meals. Yeah, he's a um, mentor for everything we should aspire to be. Yep. Like, But he's you, a great ball buster. You, he's you talk about somebody that was more naturally talented than anybody. Yes. And persi- more persistent than anybody. Like, there really? are kids that... Dude, Joey's been doing comedy 25, 30 years at this point. Wow. And just now it's starting to come. Yeah, yeah. But let me tell you something. 20 years ago. He was slaying. Slaying 20 <laughs> years ago. Man, that's so great When to I know. got to the comedy store, slaying. I remember one night, because Joey's a force of nature. Every once in Absolutely. a while, he will catch a moment, 
and I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Chappelle. I don't care. I don't care if you unfreeze fucking Eddie Murphy from 1982. <laughs> He's not going to follow what Joey Diaz is doing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, there are moments where you go, I'm, where I'm, a, I'm not witnessing it. I'm because what Joey does, he connects so much with an audience. Mm-hmm. You're experiencing it with it. You and Joey are one. Yes. When he just moves, yes. Rolls his shoulders. What can I tell you? Yeah. You know what? Ba boom. He could just look at an audience. Boom. Right. And he had one of those on a Sunday night. And I remember Chris Rock going, no, don't get him off stage. I just want to watch. Wow. And oh, I think that's man. how he got the longest yard. That's so great. And for someone like that to also be such a good dude. Sweetest. Is great. That's why I and, love him. And uh, he's got the biggest heart out of anybody. I you know, know who that reminds me of when the you talk heart. when you talk about the description of like how he can like the looks and stuff. like yep. that. It reminds me a lot of like that's the way Patrice O'Neill used to kill. Like sometimes it was a silence. Like he would hit a punchline and, and it would get nothing, uh, but he knew it was great. And he would just like turn and look at the crowd a certain way, like really motherfucker, like give him a look. Yeah, and then the crowd would just burst into yeah, a Yeah, you just have to get so comfortable up there, you know? It's just yeah. Jim Carrey years ago said that I read in an interview because I used to be obsessed with all of his stuff. He talked about um, his career really took off when he realized he had to turn the comedy store into his living room. And make those strangers uh, laugh the same way he made his family and friends laugh. Gotcha. And I took that as a cheat code and ran with it. That's amazing. That's all I do up there. I don't try to make them laugh. I just like m- try to make make them laugh like they already know me. My best sets. So I'm six years into this, right? And I'm and tell me if you think this is about the time this should be happening. My best sets. It's the most frustrating years between six and ten, Go dude. On. Because everybody you know dude. starts getting stuff. Yeah, but and but that's and you're like, wait, they're on a TV show and I don't even have an agent yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dice had told me years ago, you know, Andrew Dice Clay was the sweetest man in the world to me when I got started. Yeah. And we'd go up Runyon Canyon every every day. And he used Runyon Canyon like Mr. Miyagi used it pa- painting fences and told me about uh, what he got going there. Yes. Triple ones. Maybe you can make some, some work of this. Let me see what I got. Oh, uh-huh. au revoir, go fair. You're simply the best. Yeah, I knew it. I knew you were going to fucking Better add to my one. Better than all the rest Oh, of you just won the game. Wait, is that Queen warming up in the background? Wait, hold on. What if I... Oh, wait. Time after time. Bro, I'm out. Here's the crazy thing. Check it out. Of course. That's and, how it goes. And, and that's all she wrote, bro. I literally was one play away from beating you. This is the best game of Roman Cube I've they ever the played. Best. This was so much this fun. This awesome. Steve Simone wins, everybody. Round of applause out there. Um, and we only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve tiles left. We did well. Dude, this was awesome. Let me. Fi- I gotta finish my Joey story though, because this is. I mean, we're getting wrapped up in, in complimenting these amazing people, but like, so I have two quick ones. One was uh, like you said, six to eight is like one of the most frustrating because you're like seeing people get stuff and everybody Ten. says you got to ask for stuff and some people are like, let them come yeah. to you. And I don't like, know how to ask for know. anything. So I got to get better. I was just, dude, but I was just, here's how bad I am is I, I, I asked, I think Bobby Lee and uh, Adam Ray and a couple of people because I know they, they fuck around with door guys and I was like, maybe I'll ask them and then they, they both asked me to send videos and like, like, to like 20 minute videos to know that I, I could feature. I'm like, I know you're not going to watch them. In my head, I was like, I know you're not going to watch them. And I just felt really bad. And, I s- one night in the lot, Rogan, who's another one of the coolest dudes in the history of m- if all mankind. The, if if the high if the com- I always view comedy stores a high school. Yeah. And Joe Rogan is the quarterback. He's the quarterback. He's the coolest person at that high he's school. He's the quarterback, but he's not. He's way smarter. Than Wait, the oh, it's either that, and I also re- in my brain for whatever. See if this makes any sense to you. I view Joe Rogan as pop pop. Like if we're all a family, Joe Rogan's the person you want to make proud. Yes. Because like I write new material because I know Ari Shafir will break my balls. Mm-hmm. And then I know Ari would be like, yeah, what Simone Slack and he's not writing anything new. And then Rogan would be like, because I've heard Rogan and Burr together on a podcast and talking about mm-hmm. the importance of always creating. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't want to disappoint Joe. Yeah. And because he is he's a very fatherly figure there. He doesn't get mad at other comics if they throw temper tantrums. He tells them how it is. He's like, listen, this is where you're at in your comedy life. right yeah. now, And he'll lay it out for you. And put you down where you need to be, yep. in in mindset wise. But he'll also it take care of you. Like that's yeah. that's true. He's like very fatherly figure. I think he Joey is. Diaz is like the older brother. Uh huh. He's the oldest brother. Yeah. Like he's the one that's like listen. He's Uncle Joey. He'll be a little bit like Rogan, but be a little harder on you. You know what I mean? Like he'll be a little bit like and a little hey, softer at times. Too. Yes. He's Uncle Joey. So, 
So one night when I was just frustrated with not getting anything, and I'm like, I know I'm funny. I've been doing this six years. I busted my ass in San Diego. I was doing two mics a night at least. And then I was working all these shitty jobs and and, and like moved here, got a divorce. I was just like, everything like was coming to a head. I got in that car accident. I was just like, everything was coming to a head. And I just go, fuck it, I'm swinging for the fences. And when Rogan came to leave, he, he had a guest spot, or he had a, a, a spot, and he was doing headlining Irvine improv on my birthday. Uh-huh. And so I just said, maybe if the stars align, I just ask him. I go, hey, man. Uh, I just go, hey, man, uh, I know you're doing Irvine on my birthday. Or uh, on my birthday. I like, I know you're doing Irvine on April 14th. Can I do a guest spot? And he just kind of like looked, gives me a side eye. And he goes, I don't do guest spots. And I was like, okay, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know, I didn't know if that was a thing. That's, have a good night. I was like, whatever. And he just kind of gets in his car and leaves. And the next day, Joey Diaz, and who he said bye to Joey too before that, like Joey got in his car. So Joey heard the conversation. Uh-huh. And the next day, Joey goes, he parks in the lot and he gets out and he's like, hey, man, how's it going? And I'm like, I'm good. And he goes, hey, and he gives me like a handshake and a hug. He goes, hey, remind me, I got to talk to you after this. And then he goes in, murders, yeah. comes back out and he's like, hey, come over here for a second. And I get, I'm working the lot right. And I get up and I walk over and he goes, listen, has Joe Rogan ever seen you perform? And I was like, no. And he goes, then why the fuck would you ask him for the guest spot? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, man. I just, I was told to ask for things around here. And I just, I know that's like swinging for the, fa- and he goes, look, man, he doesn't do guest spots anyway, so it's all right. But listen, man, come to me for stuff like that first. If you want to ask Rogan something like that, and you don't know him well, come to me and I'll let you know how to navigate this situation. The absolute and I was like, okay, fair enough. And he goes, and he was like, yeah, so this just, and, and let him see you perform first. Let him yeah. see you perform and it'll be fine. And I was like, Okay, cool. And then I, that felt good after that. I felt kind of weird after that. But then the fa- when he came back, because when he the whole time he said, "Let me talk to you afterwards," and he went inside. I was sitting on that chair in the lot, just going, "Fuck!" I was going like, "Dude, what did I ruin? Did I ruin anything?" Like I know Joe Rogan forgot about it probably by that night, but yeah. you know I know he did. But so anyways, I but so that made me feel better. But th- and then after that, though, it was like a week later. I'm in the lot. <laughs> Joey, I found out later why he was so pissed. But I parked his car. He, he showed up and he's like, hey, how's it going? Did the same thing, hug, handshake, all that shit. And I, as I'm back, he's on the phone. When he gets out, I'm backing his car into, the, into a spot by the wall. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I hear snippets of a Bluetooth phone conversation happening. And his phone, from where he was in the lot, had just started, had connected to, and so all of a sudden, oh, I'm hearing okay. his wife. Just talk, or his, his, whoever, I, yeah. I don't know his family or what his situation is, but I heard a woman talking on the phone, and I go, and I just was like, what the fuck? As I'm backing up, and I'm like, did something? And then I go, oh, it's, it's his phone. And I look out the window, and I go, and he look right when I look out, he looks back at me. And he's like, got this look on his face. He's just like utter, just like bewilderment. And I just so, I just mouthed, like, you're on the phone. And I did this motion of holding a phone. And he goes, and he was just like, he's like, what the fuck is that fucking phone? And, fucking and all he's, he just starts yelling and ranting and raving. And I was just like, oh. and I just backed it up as quickly as I could and turned the car off. And yeah, was just yeah. like, huh. and I get out of the car and I just kind of like stay out of his eye shot. Yeah. But I think to my credit, I showed enough balls that when he came back afterwards, he goes, uh, I was sitting in my car. It was a slow point of the night in the lot. And I'm like watching something on my phone. Yeah. And I had my door open to let some air in. And I didn't want to turn the AC on and waste gas and battery. So I, and then he walks by through the kitchen and I just hear his voice behind me go, Hey, can I get you some popcorn to go with that? <laughs> Something like that. And I turned, I was like, oh, shit, Joey. And he's like, yeah, I'm just getting ready to take off. And I, I closed the door, and I was like, and as I'm walking him to the car, and he's reaching for the to tip, I go, I just got some balls, and I go, hey, man, you all right? You seemed a little just upset earlier. He goes, he goes, nah, man, my, my fucking knees are on fire right now. I just right. got to go home. I got to get home, and I got to fucking take some shit and go to bed. And yep. I was like, oh, okay, cool, man. I just... I hope you feel better. He was like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. He was, and he gave me, you know, twenty dollars. Wow. Tip. He gave him twenty bucks. And he was just like, Yeah, you have a good night, man. And just He's gets in his best. car and leaves. And so I'm like, taking things personally. I think that's what I learned from that. It's like oh, it's, yeah. you can't it, take things personally. That's kind of like been like the theme of this podcast in a weird way. Like getting back to that story about me moving my gym bag. And yes. I thought that and my motivation was to make that person's life easier. And they took it as an insult. Oh. Like, I'm gonna you think yeah. I'm gonna steal from you? Because I drive a BMW. Because the guy, it was a black. He's dude. taking and it personally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that that does add another dimension to yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what are you talking? Like, I that, my brain wasn't thinking on that level. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm. A, I didn't want to be a jerk. I don't want to have my stuff in but, your way. But because of the hurt he's been through, probably. So. You know, experience as a black man. It's it's, yeah. Dude, I gotta take a picture of this board. This is my winning board. Yeah, your winning, your winnings. 
here. I'm going to take a picture. <laughs> you should have like a thumbs up. Like, fuck it. <laughs> one. Uh, that winners uh, act like you've been there before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even like take the picture. Oh, storage full. Get the fuck out of here. I got one photo. I got one. One taken on my phone? Yeah, I want to take a couple on your phone, dude. Oh, that's fucking great. That's a great photo. Just like so many tiles right now. <laughs> That's what winners do. That's what winners do. This is what you call having a good time. <laughs> Plug uh, good times. The podcast by Steve Simone. Give me your best like it's like you've been there before. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. All right, thanks for doing this. Uh, um, what you what are you plug your stuff on uh, awesomesteve.com. My Twitter's at Steve S I M E O N E. Instagram Steve Simone Comedy. Um, Good Times Podcast. And uh, hopefully... At the Comedy Store. Yeah, every I, week. Don't have, I don't have any dates on the road till September, so that's it. Fuck, man. I love doing the road so much. Yeah. It's the greatest. I don't care if it's a shit fucking... I did, a, I did bar gigs in Fresno the other day. I had the best time. Yep. And then I had some crazy... Well, I'll tell you something I'm working on when we get off the air. All right. Okay. All right. See you guys later. Alright, bye.